Hey, welcome back, and uh, hello to everybody joining us maybe for the first time. It's the SCB Steelers podcast presented by Deck Roofing Incorporated of South Florida, and we are very, very proud to be part of the Variety Sports Network. And, of course, we are coming to you live from the Bradshaw Bourbon Studio. Drink up, my friends. Uh, Hope everyone is well. Good to see some regulars into the uh, chat already. I see Bozik. I see Big Ben's Burner. I see Aaron. Uh, it's lit. Oh, it's lit, Aaron. It's lit. It sure ain't mid. I'm telling you that right now. I don't know what he ain't that mid. Means. Uh, hello to all these guys, and hello to Steeler Nation at your leisure when you join the show. Uh, lots to get to, guys. There, we've got everything from bad grades to uh, combine stuff. Uh, the con artist spoke earlier today, and uh, of course, we've all also got uh, uh, roster stuff to dive into. The Steelers have a ton of uh, different things they've got to deal with. Uh, roster wise and hello to tina tina i don't know if tina's ever been here before so hello tina thanks for joining us um hopefully you enjoy the show and and we uh we don't scare you away um in any case welcome guys i hope everybody's good uh let's just dive right into this stuff scarps the pittsburgh steelers received an f minus in their treatment of families on the NFLPA survey, it's the second annual survey. F minus. I mean, I didn't, I didn't even, th- I didn't even think they gave those out anymore. I, I didn't even think they give F's anymore. I thought it stopped at E. But I, I, I mean, Wait, what I, in the world? How bad must things be to get an F minus? Yeah, I believe we talked about this on the show last year, but like the. The family, so this is, this is not just, okay. I just want to preface this by saying that like, for those out there that think that this is just some joke or whatever, Mm -hmm. um, JJ Watt had a nice tweet the other night that I reposted. He basically said that like, you know, top 100 pro bowl, they're a joke, but like when people hand us this, this survey, we actually we actually care about it and the other one is team captains so like this isn't just like some angry player that that voted or or filled out the survey like for all we know it it could be TJ Watt it could be Cam Hayward I mean, Cam Hayward has I think four kids now three at least three kids mm-hmm. maybe four and it's like so anyway so this isn't just some scrub doing it but the 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 layers to it is that the family area after the game is a clusterfuck. It is the same area where uh, the media walk through. It's mm-hmm. the same area where um, 
it's outside the elevators where there's suites, etc. Um, and there's the administrative offices are there. Like it is just a clusterfuck. And then every player has like a family there. So it's just this constant traffic. It's this very crowded area. Um, so that's that's one thing that that has never changed. Scarps, but, is it is it yeah. fair to say because I, I don't know this, and you, you've been in way more NFL stadiums than I have. Um, you mentioned that you know families will be forced to to go into Heinz uh, slash Akish or whatever the hell it is. Uh, you know, same areas as media and other people in these other stadiums. Is it is there much more privacy involved? So I- I'll say this. I don't know that. For, I don't know for a fact, but I will say this. I have mm-hmm. never been in another stadium where there was a large core group of people that were waiting for an opposing team's player to say hello to them. You know what I mean? Like, like, yeah, it was yeah. like, like, it is so clear that like their family members waiting for the players. I've never seen that in another stadium. Okay. Um, but I'll tell you that an F minus in that, that is a big big deal and i and i know fans want to cope and you know they want to simp for the steelers but like when the players are saying hey listen we think so low of you we're going to give you an f minus about the way you treat my family and if i mean and and like if people people like oh nobody cares about that like steelers aren't going to lose free agents because of that you're delusional because like you don't like you don't think you don't think guys that's not either you don't think guys talk to one another like yeah, man, I played in Pittsburgh. They didn't give a shit about my family. They're just, locked. Just with- look at the podcasts these guys do together. Yeah, of course they talk to each other. Like if you think Dallas had shitty facilities, Micah Parsons wouldn't be like blasting Jerry Joe. Like you know what I mean? Like yeah. so. But Ben, how how important are facilities like this? The Kansas City Chiefs rated at the bottom too, and they've won three out of the last four Super Bowls. So a lot of people are like, ah, this whole thing means shit. But I mean, you're you're in the corporate world. What what do facilities mean to employees? Well, first off, the, the Chiefs have Mahomes, which is why they keep winning. That that is a significant uh, okay. uh, exception. Yeah. Uh, the other thing is that the Chiefs ownership is going to get roasted this week, not just for the fact yeah. that they want uh, they want a billion dollars in new tax money to benefit them for renovations for their stadium. Um, it's actually 525 from the state, from the, rather from the uh, county, mm-hmm. plus 300 from them, plus ongoing taxation that would benefit the stadium after the fact. So basically they're asking for a billion dollars. Okay. You know, we could, yeah. we could sit here and do the math, math and pass it all, pass it out, excuse me, but they want a billion dollars. So they're getting roasted for that. And on top of that being, being judged as the worst owner in the NFL. And yeah, the family treatment thing was bad there too. So mm-hmm. all the way around, do these things matter? I guess if all you care about is winning. Yeah. Um, but I don't think that these guys are asking for the world. What they're asking for is a modern facility that rivals other cities facilities. They don't want something bigger and better and badder. Mm-hmm. And one of the criticisms I've heard from some of the beats is, well, there's not enough room. There's not enough room. There's not enough room. They can't put more equipment in the weight room. There's not enough room in there. They can't make a bigger locker room, more spacious locker room. because There's not enough room in there. Well, great. Then, you know, the Steelers are, built, are, are, are valued at over four and a half billion dollars. 
build your own goddamn facility. Yeah, absolutely. Build your own facility. Leave that one there for a pit and build your own facility. This is ridiculous. I I agree. Uh, now, Ian, I'd like to bring you in on this, and I understand that you are not an architect, um, but but would like to comment either way. Hey, Melvin. <laughs> You're on mute, Ian. You're on mute. Sorry. There we go. I had my I had unmuted my computer, but my headphones were still muted because the baby started crying. So. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. I am not, in fact, an architect, but I play one on TV like George Costanza. <laughs> or a marine biologist, depending Art on Vandalay. Import, importer exporter. <laughs> Vandalay architecture. Okay. I agree. What they're asking for isn't that much. Like you read the team specific report, and it's like you know, they're one of four teams that doesn't have either a family room or on-site daycare during the games. Right. Okay. Um, you know, th that's something that the majority of other teams offer. We were talking about this on Slack, and then I saw a few people kind of mention it on Twitter as well. So the Steelers are, are one of, I think, five or six teams that more than half of their roster came from free agency. Right. So... Mm. These are more than half of their roster has played somewhere else in the league. The previous generation of players, the, you know, Ben Roethlisberger's, the Troy Polamalu's, the Heath Miller's of the world mm -hmm. came to Pittsburgh in the early 2000s when you had a facility on the south side that was built in 2000. So relatively new and a stadium that was built, you know, in 2001. So relatively new facilities for that right. time. Since then, 16 teams have now built newer stadiums than us. A bunch of teams have built newer practice facilities. And you have colleges that have vastly improved their training facilities and their locker rooms. So you've got guys like Broderick Jones from Georgia or Najee Harris from Alabama who are like, wait a minute, I went to the NFL and I'm now in a facility that's being operated like it's a mid-tier ACC school that's happy to make the Tire Bowl, not a team that's competing <laughs> for the Super Bowl. The Tire Bowl. Yeah, and, and I, I agree. I, I mean, I don't. I haven't heard one Steeler player come out and say, you know, I, I need a, a large screen TV in my locker. I need this in my locker. I, need, I, I think this is just about some, some, some okay. basic upgrades. So, so like, and and I, I if anybody gives a shit, but like I, I tweeted about this uh, this week, like mm -hmm. I, I used to give tours to, to free agents, like big name, free agents, potential draft picks, like every, like, every, you know, not every, but like draft picks that, you know, you get those visits. Like I would take them on a tour. And I, and I remember like thinking to myself, like, okay, first year I'm there. I'm just not going to say, I'm not even, you know, everything's yeah. great. Everything's yeah. great. But like by the fourth or fifth year I was there and like the weight room still wasn't updated. I'm like, Jesus, I look like an idiot walking this guy around the building. And like, like I, like there were literally like, like there were Super Bowl 40 embroidered patches on the weight room benches. And like, I'm like, dude, like we, where's the 43 benches at? you know what I mean? And I remember, and I, I'm not going to say the name, but like, it was a big name free agent that I, that I took on a tour and He's like, look at it. And I'm like, please don't ask about the benches. Please don't ask about the benches. And he's like, Super Bowl 40. He goes, didn't y'all win another one after that? I'm like, yeah, I, yeah. 
they'll be here next week. But uh, no, like, nostalgia, but, man. It's all about but nostalgia. Like, but no, but like, and you're right, Steel Dad. You're right. They're not like, and this is what I like. Of course, people on X are like, oh, these guys don't need leather leather seats yeah. and video video games and shit. It's like they're not even asking for that. No. These and 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 I and I want to say this too. I know these guys make a good living. Some make a great living great and an money. extraordinary living. Yep. But at the end of the day, these dudes love free stuff just like we all do when the ea sports guys used to come in and do the face scans for madden they yeah. would leave they would leave uh you know sleeves of video games on like the common in the common area of the locker room and these fucking dudes would fight over them like people on black friday like i mean <laughs> like i'm not even i'm not even kidding you like i mean literally like like fucking like guys fucking pushing each other and like so like these dudes are just like us, and I I repeat, they're not looking for they're not looking oh, for shit. Now that's funny. <laughs> that's fucking funny. Uh, uh, for those listening, Big Ben's burner has just said that the the free agent uh, that that Scarps was talking about taking on a tour was Sean Mahan. Um, I, I'm gonna guess it wasn't, that, but that's, that's funny. before Scarps' time. But that is that is goddamn funny. <laughs> yes, it was. It was a little bit before, but like so like. These dudes aren't asking for like the world. Like right. they're literally just asking for a little bit more space because these dudes, yeah, they get paid handsomely, but these dudes are in the building for 12, 14 hours a day, man. Like they see, they see their teammates, they see their facility yeah. more than they see their family. They're looking for a fucking trading table that's not 30 years old or a locker that's a little bit bigger. Like, mm -hmm. and I don't know if this is still the case, and I I don't know, but like I remember when I was still there and it's been seven years, mm -hmm. but guys, the biggest beef with guys was dude, like we don't have anywhere to charge our phones. Like they didn't even have like a fucking plug. They didn't even have a plug in their locker. Like, like what do we like? And I'm not like, so you're going to like, you're going to tell me that, that, that that's the big deal. Oh, and yeah. by the way, these dudes lay their brains and bodies on the line for our entertainment. And we're going to get on our fucking soapbox and say, yes. And we're going to yeah, get on our soapbox and say, point. Oh, shut up. Shut. Hey, shut up. The Steelers of the seventies didn't have these accommodations. Tune into Casey later. I'm going to roll tonight. <laughs> well, that's well, a good point too. Cause yeah, go ahead, you man. know, there was a tweet floating around from a local radio host that compared, LSU's locker room with actually the wrong Steelers locker room. He posted the one from Heinz Field, not the one from the training facility. I, call that I think Ryan pointed that out very astutely. Um, but the you know the thing that jumped out to me isn't all the you know flashy chairs and banners and all that stuff in LSU's. It's like these dudes have chairs that have cup holders and plugs, and I was like, you know, it's is it that much to ask for to have like a cup holder? And a plug. I have a park that, nearby my house that actually has charging stations at it that yeah. you can sit at a bench and charge your phone. Right. That's for the bums. Well, yeah, they when they're not in my backyard. Uh yeah, but that you're exactly right, Ian. I, I mean, you, it's a very simple request in my book. You could go to Starbucks and get the same accommodations. <laughs> like, <laughs> and you're the Pittsburgh Steelers and you can't do it. And like, and like to, for okay, and I'm gonna be real about this. For me. I didn't give a shit because I was just happy to be there early on and like get the get a free gym and all that stuff. And to give yeah. them credit, in 2016 they revamped their weight room and yep. it was it is immaculate. But I guarantee you now it's at that point where it's not big enough. And 
because they're so confined because they got a real they got if you're facing the building you got railroad tracks on this side mm-hmm. they got a road on the left and then a river even further there's nowhere to go there's nowhere to go yeah. horizontal they can only go vertical and they actually built a the cardio room second floor above the weight room and there's only like room for like eight machines and it's just like it's like what it's like what what are we doing like and it, uh, it's just, it's just like, it's just, it's, I mean, we're, it we're, is, when you would give tours those scarps, I mean, did you feel a certain pressure to basically like, uh, uh, yeah. And here's the six Lombardies. Uh, no, and I did say that. And so, so like early on again, I didn't feel the pressure because I was this young, wide eyed kid, you know, very wide eyed kid, you know, like, you know, but like the longer I was there, the more I was like, Holy shit! Like we could, we could really use this, this, this guy on this team. Like this is a, this is a big piece. This would be a big piece. Yeah. And literally, I would, I would hurry the tour up just so we could end because it would literally be like, hey, let's go upstairs. Lombardi trophies. Hey, there's Mike Tallman. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> you know, okay, how you doing? You know, like it'd be like, but like, what are you, what are you supposed to do in that? Like, it's like. Wow, like wow, my high school weight room is worse than this. Like I, this training room is a joke. This locker room is a joke. Like what? How, how often? Just real quick. How often did players bring like spouses with them, like for the agent guys? Yeah, would they oh, ever bring I, them to the facility? Very no, okay. no, 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 no. The only time. No, I would say the only time. Mm, not no, no, no. Even if they signed, they were they were usually solo. Okay. Um, but still, still, yeah. you know, uh, getting back to this, getting back to the point, like you could cope all you want and you can simp all you want for the Steelers, but I'm telling you right now, mm-hmm. we're at a different time in professional football and yeah. guys will absolutely go to another team, not just for the money, but for the accommodations. Sure. And it, I, it and starts. It starts in college. Yes. Where where it starts where, at high school. Where, well, okay, it does now probably. Where universities <laughs> oh, like it, it I'll, absolutely I'll, does. I'll give you an example. The University of Oregon and, and everybody bitches about their unfair recruiting advantage because their facilities are so nice. And how players are not going to other schools once they tour Oregon, they're going to Oregon. Then USC had to re- revamp all their facilities and make them really, really nice so that they can compete with Oregon. UCLA then followed suit. Then Washington mm-hmm. followed suit. Mm-hmm. So the 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 schools like Oregon State and Washington State and um, even Cal, they they can't compete. Stanford's not trying to compete because they're the smart school, right? Right. Schools like Arizona, Arizona State, nah, can't compete with that. They're not going to get the cream of the crop because their facility their facilities aren't as nice. Excuse me. And uh, it's just that's just kind of the name of the game. So it starts there, and then you go to the pros, having heard about these great facilities whoever had mm-hmm. in college, and you want to go to the team that's got the nice facilities. And that is where it starts. And it is, yeah, it's 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 a clout thing, I think, to a certain degree. But again, it's like Scarf's talking about. They're not asking for the world. They want no. charging stations. 
and cup no, holders. It, and they, they have and enough space to, to store all their crap. To right. be I fair, I have to wait in line to lift. Like that's not that. Yeah, yeah. wait yeah. in line to lift. Point. When, when you're a professional athlete, waiting in line to lift. Come on. Yeah, no. 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 You yeah, know, this ain't the YMCA. No offense. What, what's funny? What's funny about that is that their strength and conditioning got a B plus, and they fired their whole staff. <laughs> like, like, yeah, like, I, that like, was that was funny. I um, makes no sense. I, look, you know, Western Michigan University is not far from me at all, and I, I've been in their facilities many, many times. And I can tell you right now, that is a Mac school. We love Mac schools here on this program. They got better facilities than the Steelers do. They got they got a better way facility. They got more room to do stuff. They got bigger lockers. They got more space in the locker room. <laughs> and, and so ultimately, Big Ben's burner coming in hot. <laughs> yeah, he did. And, and at the end of the day, and Ian, I'll ask you this. Is this just about art two being a, a cheapskate? At the end of the day, yes. I mean, if you want to boil it down to the bottom line, like the point that Ben brought up earlier about they just go build your own facility, right? A couple yeah. of years ago, the Penguins went and built a brand new practice facility for themselves up in Cranberry. And for those that don't know the geography of Pittsburgh, right? Mm -hmm. The Steelers facility is on the south side. But it's not really proximate to the stadium, and mm -hmm. it's not really proximate to any of the neighborhoods where the players live, for the most part. You know, some some of them live on the south side, but you know the the players that have been here longer that go buy houses tend to go buy houses in the you know Wexford, Gibsonian, North Allegheny, Mount Lebanon, Upper Saint Clair yep. places of the world, or of Pittsburgh. What do all those places have in common? Well, they're all sort of on the, you know, 79 to 79 corridor and the Penguins build a facility right off of 79, right where 79 and the turnpike come together in Cranberry. that has easy access to the airport. that has easy access to the neighborhoods where their players live. And the Steelers are like, no, we're going to stay in a facility shared with Pitt. That's not even near Pitt's campus either, but it's no. down on the south side that is a bitch to get to. And isn't close to the stadium or anything else, and they're just stuck there, right? And, that it's and I yeah no Ian, Ian, you're absolutely right, and I do think I do think at that time it had its purpose. It did, like it was sure. a it was a good partnership. UPMC is involved, and you know honestly, Dan DMR, God rest his soul, DMR was definitely part of that, like mm -hmm. because. Again, 25 years ago is 25 years ago. Right. In 2000, so, that was a state of the art thing. Yes. It yeah, was, yeah. it was a, yeah. it was a big deal. And, and, you know, it, it, a lot of people on the uh, platform formerly known as Twitter, uh, they keep saying, like, oh, kick Pitt out, kick Pitt out. Actually, it makes more sense for Pitt to stay because, because so, Oakland's right across the river. Like it's yeah. actually, it makes the most sense for Penn. Mm -hmm. So like, I understand that there, that you want this whole connection to Pittsburgh and the North side, mm -hmm. but there's not enough room anymore. You like, and, and I've, I've right. said this, I've said, I've said this and fans think I'm just an ass, even though I am, but like, eventually they're going to have to build a new stadium and it's not going to be able to be built within the city limits. That's just those. Those are facts. Cranberry, and they, 
And and here's what you could do. Well, not unless they demo PNC Park, which they're not going to do. Oh, yeah. Ah, no. And no. and they could literally build everything all in one place. You got your state of the art stadium. You got your state of the art facility. You got your shopping malls. It's like a Jerry World. I mean, that actually does make the most sense. But yeah, we're talking about <laughs> we're talking about a team that. He's going to go into the season with Kenny Pickett and Mason Rudolph. <laughs> oh, and here they we go. On that and, note, let's move into the actual football here. Uh, so, hey, Mark, what, what jersey is that on Jesus your, on your chair? I see an eight. Eight. Six. Oh. oh, 86. Yeah. We, uh, just oh, uh, a, little, you... a little background, folks that are listening at home. We we accused Mark of being a, a, a Pickettologist. Having a, a, a Kenny Pickett jersey on his chair. He is not. Uh, Omar Khan spoke today at the NFL Combine. Maybe we're just older and more experienced with these types of things, but there was absolutely no need for anyone to take to social media and 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 take the words of the con artist and turn them into, oh, we're doing this or oh, we're doing that. Guys, he didn't did the say, same thing with Kevin every year. Exactly, and and he he didn't say anything that 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 should have made anybody run to the hills and scream about a trade for Justin Fields, about Mason Rudolph, this or that. Can he pick it? This or that. He said the same company lines that we heard Dan, uh, excuse me, Art Rooney say, Mike Tomlin say. You know, I, I, to me. The biggest thing he said, and and I think Ian, I think you posted this, but is that Broderick Jones was drafted to play left tackle, and that's good. Uh, that was the best news that I heard out of that. Um, ben, did you take anything out of Omar Khan's uh, uh, ten minutes today? Yeah, um, he was right up front. He said that we we've had conversations yeah. with uh, Mason Rudolph's representation, and they're aware of the fact that we want him to come back. Yep. So. Yes, there was that, and then yeah, the other uh, we we drafted him to play left tackle. Yeah. Um, you know the thing that occurred to me, you know the little the little impromptu session he had after the fact with a handful of beat reporters, and and Kabali asked him straight up if they were going to trade for Fields, and the way he answered it kind of reminded me of Colbert, in so much as he said a lot of words, but he said nothing. And the other Something thing, Kevin was very good at. Yeah, the other thing with Colbert is that he would flat out admit he lied his ass off all the time. He's like, yeah, I can just lie to you guys again. It's no big deal. I mean, I do it all the time. You know, I have no problem with it. <laughs> I No, I, I don't either. And, and regardless, he, he did not say anything that anyone could take and definitively say, this is what they're going to do. No GM says that. Uh, well, I guess some do, and they're not GMs very long. Um, Ian, did you pick up on anything today in those 10, 12 minutes? No, and Mike Tomlin and Chuck Knoll before him and Bill Cower too, were also very good at... Well, Chuck Knoll just thought the media was the enemy and did, never wanted to talk to them. Bill Cower and, and Mike Tomlin were both very good at saying a lot of words without actually saying anything. Yeah. Tomlin's probably like the master class at that, but... No, other than him saying we drafted Broderick Jones to play left tackle and that's where he's going to play like that. I was like, thank goodness we don't have to watch Dan Moore there anymore. And, and uh, yeah, because uh, if Miles Garrett 
wants to thank anyone for winning defensive player of the year, he should probably thank Dan Moore for how he played in the two games against him. But I think he should thank that. the Indianapolis Colts, but that's me. Yeah, that was, that's true. That was a ridiculous game. That was ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. It was. But at any rate, I, yeah. I digress. It, he talked. It wasn't a whole lot of substance. But, right. You know, but right. they're never going to come out and say like, you know, oh, yeah, we, we offered the Bears a second round pick for Justin Fields. And they said, no, they want to like they're never going to come out and say that. So it's, no. it's just people expecting that stuff is just ridiculous. And we all knew at the end of the year. I mean, we talked about it on this show that they were going to want to give Kenny another year. Mm-hmm. to try and prove himself so they weren't going to go after like a big name starting quarterback that it no. was going to be you know Kenny and some kind of journeyman backup whether that's Mason Rudolph whether that's a Jacoby Brissett or a Gardner Minshew or whoever else although those other two might be better than the previous two but nevertheless it's going to be a competition and we're going to yeah. just have to suffer through middling quarterback play once again yeah Scarps what did you want to say um So many things. Um, <laughs> who do you want to be the quarterback next year, Scar? No, 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 no. I will have anybody who, be no, the quarterback. No. Who would that guy be? Jaden Daniels. We'll talk about this. Really? Let's do the, can we do this after? Sure. Can we, can we? After I just say this, can we hold that thought? Yeah. I would say this is this is this is the thing that caught my attention. Uh huh. This is now the third, the 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 third of the big three. To say that we want Mason back. Yep. And I know, I know many people will be like, well, that's not a big deal. They're all on the same page. It is a big deal, but it's and not a big deal because they're all on the same page. It's a big deal because it's not something that they have to say, but they've said it. They don't, they could simply say, Hey, you know, Mason's a free agent, you know, we're not going to talk about because Kevin Colbert was the king of, yeah, I'm not going to talk about a contract situation. Kevin Colbert was the king of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Th- yeah. We're not going to talk about that. So the fact that Tomlin Rooney, Tomlin, Art II, and, and Omar have all said, uh, sorry, Mike, Art II, and Omar. I like mm-hmm. be sorry. I OCD consistency um, said, we want Mason back. Where you know our people are talking to his people, to me, that's either they're trying to motivate Kenny, which is fucking incredibly sad, <laughs> or they actually do want Mason back, and they think that based on what they saw for Mason the past three games and that playoff game in Buffalo, that you know this guy actually might be decent. Which again no, it, is so sad for Kenny Pickett. Yeah, it is. <laughs> but like, it is. Getting but, getting pushed getting pushed to the bench for the guy who got pushed to the bench by Doug Hodges is uh is not a good sign. It doesn't bode well for your career. But let me ask you guys all something. And I know I'm I'm asking you to take a wild ass guess. Wild mm-hmm. ass semi educated guess here. Mm-hmm. Do you guys think that what Mason Rudolph needs to hear is that there will be a legitimate competition at quarterback before he comes back? Because that's my instinct. I would agree with that because I think he got told that after Ben retired and then they went out and signed Trubisky and drafted Pickett. And he was kind of like, what the fuck? Like last year on this show, probably about this time, there was uh, actually – 
it was the week before because I went back and watched the Blitzies from last year, and we were talking about this topic also, was that Mason had said he didn't want to come back to the Steelers, and then he went out, explored free agency, and no one was really interested, and he wound up coming back to the Steelers. Mm-hmm. Now, this year, a year later, he's holding all the cards. And because he Is came he? in and well, he played better than any of our quarterbacks have played since better. Yeah. I think he's he's holding he's holding all of the cards with the Steelers. I don't think yeah. he's going to have a bunch of offers. No, it, when that was the point I was going to get to was I think for Mason Rudolph. If he knows it's a true competition, this is his best bet, because if he Fuck goes yeah. and signs with another team. Yeah. He's either going to be on a team that's going to be drafting a rookie to come in and replace him in a few weeks, or he's going to be like competing with Daniel Jones in New York, who is signed to a big money contract. And he has to right. hope that Jones either sucks or gets hurt. So it's, it's not, there's not a lot of quarterback situations out there that aren't either going to be like, if he goes to Vegas or if he goes to Atlanta, those teams are probably going to draft rookies, whether it's the first round or the second round or the third round. But like how long, let's just say hypothetically, right? Let's say hypothetically the Falcons miss out on Justin Fields. They miss out on trading up. They wind up taking Michael Penix in the second or third round, right? If they sign, if Mason goes there and knows Michael Penix, who is like a Heisman finalist is behind him. How long, how long is his leash, right? It's going to be like Trubisky's leash here. It was really damn short, and then they brought the rookie in. So uh, Mason's best bet is to stay here. I think Ben's right, though. He just needs to know he has a shot to start here. Scarps? I mean, there's, there's what you say and what you do. Mm. And if mm-hmm. I'm Mason Rudolph, because he has, he has nothing to lose. He really doesn't. He has nothing to lose. If I'm Mason Rudolph, I don't know who in that building is the right person to go to, but it's probably Mike Tomlin. I tell Mike, Mike, I want to meet you somewhere. I want to talk about this. And I look Mike Tomlin right in the eye and I say, are you going to fucking give me a fair shot or not? Because I fucking saved your non-losing season streak. (laughs) There you go. And I, and, and, and I'm being, I like, listen, you ain't wrong. You like, and Mike Tomlin says, Hey, it, it, and we don't, I don't know. I was, I wasn't there. I don't know the dynamic there. I, so this is all hypothetical. So maybe Mike Tomlin says, yeah, dude, you're, you're right. You know, you're right. You're right. I get it. Yes. I will give you a fair shot. Okay. And, and Mason goes, Mason thinks about it and says, you know what? I believe Mike not just because he got an A in the in the Steelers report card, <laughs> but, but I believe I believe Mike, and I believe that this is the best shot for me to compete for the starting job. Mm-hmm. But also knowing that Kenny gets hurt a lot, I probably would start a game this year, and Games. even if. And and even if they give it to him because he played next door and I played at Oklahoma State, within the first six games, if Kenny sucks or gets hurt, I'm more than likely going to start. I mean, he and, and Ben, and I know I fuck with you, but like he is Mason Rudolph is not the long term solution. Mm-mm. He's nope. not. He's nope. not. 
Nope. And neither no, is Kenny. But, but, and neither and, is Kenny and, Pickett. And neither is Kenny. And, and, and I don't think any of us believe that that either one of those guys are the long-term solution. But I asked the question and and tried to frame it out of fairness. Has Mason Rudolph earned the right to compete for that job? And in my opinion, he has. And I've criticized that guy relentlessly. Yeah. And in my opinion, again, the proof is in the pudding. And he came out and he did enough all the time. For, well, for three weeks, he did enough. Did enough to bring his team up. And that that resulted in, in a couple of tough victories. I, I'm not going to give them a, a lot of props for the Baltimore win because they had some guys sitting on the bench. But, you know, it's still – it's an away yeah. game. Right. place to play. That Seattle yeah. game. Yep. Dude, yeah. the, the balls Mason showed in that Seattle game. I, I agree with you. I was there. It was I oh, I, I was I was so I mean, psyched. I was just like, who the fuck I, is that guy? I, I joked I joked I joked last week about Mitch Trubisky's final throw as a Steeler was the best play of the year. But like <laughs> Mason's throw to Pickens or that third down to Deontay were yeah. the plays of the year. Or that touchdown in Baltimore to the, the throw to and Pickens, the throw to Pickens where he was gonna get his I, ass kicked, and it was he knew, yeah, he still that, that was in there. He waited, yep. he stepped forward, delivered the ball on time. That was money because, oof. um, I I know Ian, you have a, a, another point here, yeah, and, and it really the the last thing I'll say on this is that I think sometimes gets overlooked is not just the fact that Mason came in and played well. But there's a lot of guys that would be sitting there as second and third string quarterbacks who would have said, to hell with this. They would not have been prepared to play at all. And to his credit, he was prepared and, to play. And for he got – sorry, he got – Oh, no, that's actually a good segue into the point I was going to make that, you know, we have ragged on Mason's performances Absolutely. on the show relentlessly, yep. right, that he got – Benched for Doc Hodges. Not this guy. <laughs> the, the performance against the Lions uh, when 16, they tied 16. the Lions. Right. So bad. But, but I, I think something that gets lost is it's tough to play quarterback in the NFL, and that's why these journeyman veterans can come in and start games and win games for you. They can't play a whole season. They're not a long-term solution. But mm -hmm. guys get better over time sometimes, usually. Hopefully, right? Yeah. But and I think this might have been where Ryan was going too. That Mason kept working, and yeah, he was not good at first, but he's better now than he was then. And the example I always go back to is like Ryan Fitzpatrick sucked ass the first year with the Bengals, and by the end of his career, like he just got a little better every yeah. year. And by the end of his career, it was like, I mean, it was that Fitz magic or Fitz tragic, but like, <laughs> nevertheless, he was a, a, a decent quarterback by the end right. of his career the, and, the... and Mason has shown like he's getting better and he's better now than he was three years ago the the throw Mason... that that Ben was talking about where he hung in the pocket and delivered it to Pickens he doesn't do that his first couple years in this oh. league well and, and, and so that's that's to your point Ian he he, he got he, better yeah he waited he waited he knew it was going to be there yep. he waited for his window and he delivered the ball and I was like Damn, he doesn't do that his first and couple it, years. I mean, no I way. saw it live and I was like, holy shit. That yeah. was wow. That was that was stuff. When I watched the replay on, on all 22, I was like, oh my God. Yeah. That was way more impressive than I thought when I saw it. it holy it, it, shit. 
are, are you guys convinced on February 29th that that Weep they day. they appear leap day? Thank you. They appear very much to be prepared to go into the spring and then training camp with Pickett and Rudolph. Do, do you think that's their uh, plan right now? I I think they're they're hoping Rudolph comes back. I don't know that they they know for sure that he is right because you know I I think that Rudolph is going to kind of weigh his options apparently or he would have already resigned um and maybe you know they're doing the thing that Colbert did before you know because Omar came came up over Col- you know behind Colbert and it's mm-hmm. like hey you, maybe the guy wants to be guaranteed a starter's position someplace and let's let's let him go out there and see what's there first and then you know I can talk to us and and we'd like to to bring him in and and sign him have him on our team next year uh what do you guys think what do you guys think though what's a fair price now for mason that's the question for me yeah and i know burner had that question in the chat too um i i think you probably do what a two-year deal with him give me five minutes uh, come back give to you five topic. minutes <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna right. look it up. I'm gonna look up contracts. Give me five yeah. minutes. I, 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 I'm just gonna keep it simple. For me, it's it's the contract that Mitch got in 2022. It's yeah. seven million. It, um, yeah. and, and you know, and he deserves it. It's seven million a year and change, base, and then with incentives, it, it it more than doubles. If so, like if he plays more than 60, 65 percent of the snaps, which means he started a whole bunch of games. Then his salary basically more than doubles. And, and, and Jamie brings up a good point about these receivers. Um, you ever notice that like the only time Deontay Johnson sucks is when Kenny Pickett's the quarterback? <laughs> yeah, I, like I you, that. you know what I mean. Like, and everybody think like, listen. I've been critical of Deontay Johnson. I think that he that he runs backwards too much. He does he ha- a lot of things he, side he to does, side. He does have some drops, but like to me, that's all coachable. That's all coachable. That, that's just that's coaching. But I will say that like the only time he sucks is when Kenny Pickett's throwing in the ball. Like so, Deontay Johnson has publicly talked about Mason, yes. and he knows what he's doing. Yes, you think. Uh, did George Pickett throw a shit fit when Mason Rudolph was was quarterback, or was that only when Kenny and Mitch were throwing on the ball? Yeah. So it's like it's like I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry. I don't give a shit about Kenny Pickett's feelings. If they believe in Mason and they think he's the guy, you got to fucking feel that pulse of your team. And maybe, again, maybe that's why Mike and Art and Omar are like, you know what? If we don't bring the, if we don't re-sign this guy, at the minimum, we don't re-sign him, this is not going to be good. Like, this dude needs to be back in the building regardless. Because I, I think they, they, they need believe to make an him. effort. Yeah, they need to show that they made an effort to re-sign him. Yes, that has to be apparent. Because if they don't, then they would be basically but, admitting that we've ignored if, the entire if, uh, spirit of the team in the wide receiver room. games. That, I'm, yeah, sorry, sorry. But if oh, I'm Mason, if I'm Mason, if I'm Mason, I'm only doing a one-year deal with the Steelers. Really? Yes. One year, huh? Because if I get dicked around again, yeah. I still I'm still one year younger. Not under contract, 
and maybe somebody else takes a chance. It, on it's me. a fair point because the, the the guy probably has an argument that he's been dicked around before. It depends on how much they're offering right. and how much security that offers, man. Like if if they give him the the big signing bonus, which they gave they gave Mitch, they gave Mitch a nice signing bonus. Like he got he got more than his first year's comp AAV in signing bonus when he came on board mm -hmm. and so if they're going to do a deal like that again I, I don't know man i i think that he needs to he needs to look at at what's best for him long term and and his financial health and to me that's a good deal he should he should take that money and what, roll ian what have there. you been able to find there yeah, so the contract I was looking at was Taylor Heineke's in uh, Atlanta, which was uh, similar to what Ben mentioned. It was two years, fourteen million, with basically six and a half million guaranteed. Um, but you know, oh, yeah. you, you Mitch got more money than that guaranteed. Yeah, and, and Heineke's was a lot in the the signing bonus was small, but it was a lot in per game bonuses and roster bonuses and things like that. That there was a lot of incentives in it, so that's probably like if I'm, if I'm Mason, uh, Ryan, I'm going to disagree with you, but if I'm, if I'm Mason, I would take a two year deal. If they give me a bigger signing bonus, if it's like, Hey, if you give me six or 7 million as a signing bonus up front, I said. I'll take the second year. Cause I'm going to have that cash in hand, even mm -hmm. if it's an incentive laden contract, but okay. But yeah, yeah, okay, I see that. But if, if, uh, I, I, like, if, if, let's say, I guess it comes down to does he think he's actually going to get a fair shot to compete? And yes, is he actually yeah, that's play? the question. 100%. And, and if yep. he, like, and I'm, he being, deserves it. Yep. Or, you know, our, we all agree that, yep. you know, our, you know, let's, like, I'm just going to, I'm making this up, but, you know, let's say, um, Ah, shit, who whoever team mm -hmm. says, "Hey, Mason, we'll give you a two-year deal, guaranteed, whatever," but there's no chance you're going to start unless somebody gets hurt. Mm -hmm. And he says, "Ah, shit. Well, I'm never going to play, but I'm going to make more money than I would at the Steelers." <laughs> you know, like I'm not going to blame him if he does that, but if he says, "You know what?" I don't trust. <laughs> I don't trust the Steelers for two years. I only trust them for one. I, that's the way I look at it. Because, like, if I'm him, if I'm him, I do not fucking trust the Steelers. And that is there's a lot, lot of reasons not to. Whew, I, is, I, I, I can't believe I'm saying that, but typically one-year deals though aren't for very much money, especially when you're in Pittsburgh. Mm -hmm. But you know what mm -hmm. though? Like, I sit there and think like, like how much has the dude really made in his career? And like, you know, what is he, that's the other thing. What is he really going to, what is he really going to command or, you know, command yeah. in, the, in the open market? Like, you know, but going back to the point, three team officials have said, we want him back. We want him back. Who, whose mind are they fucking with? Are they fucking with Kenny's or Mason's? Well, you know, I, look, we've spent a lot of time talking maybe about Maybe they just Mason. want him back. Maybe, I, maybe they just want him back. I, I mean, you know, there, there was a lot of chatter 
I'll call it that, that, that Kenny may have lost that locker room a little bit. Maybe his attitude went a little south, especially when he was, you know, healthy and was not given the nod. Um, you know, so maybe, maybe he's got some maturing to do and maybe, maybe that's what this is as well. This is an opportunity for him to say, uh, no, I can rise above it. I'll be fine. Uh, or, or he shrinks and doesn't meet the challenge. I, I I don't know. I just get that feeling that when, as Scarps pointed out, you've got all three of these big wigs all saying, yeah, we'd really like Mason back. If I'm Kenny, I, I, I can't ignore that can't ignore that i have to hear that i mean he could just walk next door and pout <laughs> well because they share they share a building uh that yeah for those just joining us Pitt does share a facility with the steelers um they yeah. share a building because right. twitter twitter set me straight because oh, i i i never been in either side you know because fuck who am i but yeah <laughs> you know what I'm the guy that's going to take – here's a guy that's going to take a piss. Now, nah, here's a guy. <laughs> uh, roster talk, guys. Um, some of the uh, decisions the Steelers are going to have to make, uh, you know, and, and, and I, I did kind of chuckle tonight a little bit at Omar Khan when he, when he brought uh, – or uh, 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 Robinson was brought up. Um, I, I wouldn't say he just dismissed the question and moved on. But he pretty much dismissed it and moved on pretty quickly. Uh, I think we all agree that, that that's a guy that's going to be cut, right, Ian? Yeah, it's $10 million you're going to yeah. save by cutting the guy. I mean, it's, it's there's there's four players, and I published an article on this over the weekend, so you can check out SteelCityBlitz.com. Um, there's also a full roster breakdown if you want to be a huge nerd and just go through it all. But um, there's nerd, four there's four guys that have roster bonuses due in mid-March. So Allen Robinson has a roster bonus due, and they'd save $10 million against the cap if he's cut. Like, that's a no-brainer to cut him. The other ones, I think, are a little bit more interesting. You got Deontay Johnson. You got Larry Ogunjobi. You got Patrick Peterson. So those ones I think are more interesting conversations, but Larry and, and Patrick Peterson are the two that I'm like, hmm. yeah, that's where I was going to suggest yeah. we start. Let, let, let's start with Larry Ogunjobi. Um, it, ben, Larry O Larry yeah. is only 30. And when he's healthy, he's good. The problem is he can't stay healthy, right? The dude cannot stay healthy. And it's a recurring chronic foot injury that, isn't going away. So I, I'm not sure, you know, I mean, Larry, Larry had some moments this year where you were like, damn, that's the guy that I wanted to see right there. Look at that dude. That's amazing. But, but, but was his overall play in 2023 worth the money that he was paid? Uh, um, hmm. I mean, maybe, uh, it, it, yeah, it. To me, I, I'm in the same way. I mean, I think he played what 16 out of 17 this year. He, he played play? almost every game. Yeah. yeah, he he his availability was significantly better. He, yeah. he didn't practice much. Right. He was a classic no Wednesday guy. Yeah, or um, or he he'd practice on Wednesday and then he wouldn't practice Thursday or Friday. Yeah, yeah. things along those lines. And it was just like, okay, what's going on, dude? And then some games. He was highly effective. Actually, some plays he was highly effective, and some others right. kind of seemed like he 
was taking a play off. I don't know. That's that's the wrong wrong way to describe it. I, 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 think, I know what you but, mean. Yeah. You know, he, he just was not as effective at some moments. And it was like, eh. Uh, you know. Is I mean, he... let's put it this way. A 35-year-old coming off of uh, a ripped abdominal muscle, Cam Hayward, uh-huh. was more effective. So I think just to put some raw numbers out there, Joby has a roster bonus of 4.75 million due on March 17th. They'd save What's 6 his million. Base? His base salary is 5 million. So they could save like 6 million out of his 13 million cap hit if they cut him. I think what they're going to do though is they're going to restructure. They're going to take most of the base salary, all the roster bonus, convert it to like a signing bonus, spread it out cuz he has 2 years left. So spread yeah. it out over 2 years and then if he's not good this year, they'll just cut him next year and take the dead money hit next year. So I, I think Ogan Joby's a restructure. Yeah, and, and for those of you that don't know, uh, Ian and Ben know the salary cap stuff I as just, well as I, anybody. I, and and I, yeah, yeah, so. I, I think that's a possibility. The thing we need to bear in mind is he's got Keanu Benton right mm-hmm. there, who mm-hmm. who can play DT and is on the rise. He's 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 a guy on the come, where Absolutely. Larry is apparently on the downside. So I don't uh, uh, real real quick. I, uh, what's going on behind Scarps here? It, it is that's my that's my one. My one is, he, is he is he laying on his back? Yeah, my one pop Ned. He, <laughs> Ned he is, is living his best life back he there. He is a he is a rescue. And oh, good for uh you. very, very early on he showed his belly to us, which I always that's a very it's a sign of weakness in an animal, and he gives zero fucks. You know who else gives zero fucks? Ben. Who just said on the cum? <laughs> like, <laughs> I have no fucks give. No, no, no. I'm just teasing. No, I just yeah. That's Ned. He's I, he sleeps. Zoe, Zoe, Zoe's our older one. She she sleeps on a bed. She's sophisticated. So. Oh, fancy. <laughs> uh, so Ian, based on what you just said, do you do you feel fairly confident that that's what they'll probably do with Larry O? They'll find some I, kind of restructure there. Yeah, I think so. I, I just to save themselves some cap space this year. And like Ben mentioned, he's only 30. So if this winds up being Cam Hayward's last year, that gives you a little stability into next year if Ogan Joby plays well and you want to keep him around. So yeah, I, I think Robinson's definitely a cut. I think Ogan Joby, they restructure. Okay. Um, yeah. Let's get into Cam Hayward and then we'll get well, to that. No, I'm sorry. Patrick Peterson first. Yeah, yeah. Peterson first. Yeah. What? What did I miss? One. Now nah, we just we just really did Larry O. Uh, okay. Ryan, while you were uh, 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 squirting, um, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> at come wow. squirt. It's all over the place tonight. <laughs> oh, you were uh, pooping. That was. I was definitely not pooping. <laughs> our saying. Uh, our no. new fans are now turning us off. Yeah, They're I like, know. enough of this shit. Yeah, we, you we can, lost the you could say it's our time. only fans. Thank you very much. <laughs> our only well, fans. Yeah. Only fans. Uh, yeah. Patrick Peterson. Um, what does his what does his contract situation look like? I, I mean, I think he's back. I think Tomlin loves him. Likes having his veteran versatility. I know that kills Scarps. 
right. I'll, I'll run through the contract, then I'll let you guys talk. Yeah. So yeah. he has a $9.8 million cap hit. They would save 6.8 of it if he was cut. He's due a $3 million roster bonus on March 17th. So if they pay him that $3 million, they're probably going to keep him around. Yeah. Like my my gut feeling is they ask him to take a pay cut, and like, but I don't know. So that's just, I mean, one year left on his contract. So it's either you keep him at almost $10 million, which seems insane, or you cut him and save $7 million of that. And that it's $3 million out of the bank in mid-March they'd have to pay him, too. Yeah, I, I agree with Burner here. Add the, add the shut the fuck up clause. Man, does he chirp a lot with zero to back it up. Um, I, I agree. That, that's just too much money for him. Um, I, I did, are we all kind of in agreement that he's pretty much got to stay on the inside now? Uh, yeah, please keep keep him at slot or fucking yeah. safety. Just I yeah. mean, uh, keep nickel or safety. That's where you just he can't be. run with guys anymore. Out there, it's yeah, out there on an island by himself. No, and I I liked him at free safety. Unfortunately for him, the guy that we have at free safety who should be playing free safety, mm-hmm. Nick Fitzpatrick, you know, is an all pro. So that's definitely not happening. He's not playing free. I, I know this is segueing from the topic at hand, but recently I've seen a lot of people, including like some of the beat writers, talk a little bit about Minka Fitzpatrick being better as a a in the box strong safety, and I, I don't understand that. Better how? I I I think they refer to it more as because it allows KZ to play a more traditional thing that fits him, and I'm like, wait a minute, who's the all pro here? You know, I mean, don't we want to fit things for the all pro, not for the journeyman? I, I mean, I've, I've talked about it on this show and I stand by it. Pulling yeah, I, Minka out of position is it, 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 it degraded the entire defensive backfield. Yes. Because you had a guy who is an elite presence at free safety back there and they tried to avoid throwing the ball where he was going to be. And they moved him to kind of a rover position where he's playing strong, free, middle, whatever. You never mm-hmm, know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he's been less effective as a result. He's not an elite box safety. He's just a safety. Yeah. He makes some good plays. Mm-hmm. He's a tremendous athlete. But he's not the guy who's generating turnovers. He's not the guy who's who's tracking the ball in the air as a center fielder. Yeah, we need that guy again. Everybody yeah. hated Terrell Edmonds. Terrell Edmonds, I—that's another guy. I mean, like the the realer, the Steelers are, are rumored to be interested in, in Edmonds again. And again, I hope they can bring him back, especially if his if his price tag is somewhere in the you know it would have to be pretty inexpensive, so, wouldn't it? Oh, he signed no. a one year deal for two million with yeah. Philly because he wanted to prove himself. And then go out into free agency again. Yeah, traded. Philly, Philly, yeah, promptly traded him. <laughs> so, um, you know, I, I don't know. Let's let's just say hypothetically, his number is three and a half or four a year. Do you do it? I do it. I do it all day long. Yeah. Um, you know. Yes. Getting back to Patrick Peterson, 
um, I'm in the same position I was last year when we signed the guy. Uh, we are uh, we are being nostalgic and thinking about what he used to be. Uh, and except for a couple plays this year, he was shit. And he's old. Um, he Patrick Peterson is, is Patrick Peterson. That signing Patrick Peterson to the Steelers is what the Pirates do with fucking everybody they sign in, in free agency because nobody wants them. They're old and they think that they can get something out of them. Uh, and listen, Patrick Peterson was once an all pro was once mm-hmm. arguably the best cornerback in the game. He's not anymore. And I'll tell you this. I understand that this team lacks veteran leadership in certain areas, but this team needs to understand sooner rather than later that you can't always keep guys around. And I'm not I'm this is nothing to do with Cam Hayward. Yeah. I know we'll talk about him next, but like mm-hmm. I know that like I don't want to say he's Tomlin's boy, but like th- but that's that's sort of kind of how it sounds. And it's just like no, we got to keep this guy because he was once good and he might be good again or might be serviceable again, but he has veteran leadership. Fuck that. What do we do? Like, are we trying? Are, is this charity or are we try to win Super Bowls? Like, cut him, cut Levi Wallace. Fuck. I'd rather put some some young Wallace, rookie out there that's terrible. <laughs> like, yeah. Patrick Peterson sucks. No. Le- Levi Wallace is a free agent. And sorry, the you hear what I'm saying? You are, what I'm saying. are allegedly interested in him um i wouldn't object to ian's scenario where they brought peterson back and they said hey we're gonna bring you back but we we want you to cut your we want you to waive your your roster bonus but like but completely or mm -hmm, or bring mm -hmm. it down to like a million dollars but bring him back for for where because he can't play corner anymore he can't tackle that's the problem he can't tackle like i i would just let him go but i I think the the problem that they're in right now is like we talked about Levi Wallace is a free agent. James Pierre is a free agent right now. Your only corners under contract for next year are going to be Joey Porter Jr. Corey Trice, who didn't play at all. Right. And Darius Darius Rush, who may or may not be a safety or a corner. And Patrick Peterson, who can't run and can't tackle so yeah. really jpj is your only cornerback you have under contract right now for next year if you yeah. don't keep peterson around and i think that's the problem that they're in right now i i don't disagree Let, let's uh let's talk a little bit about deontay um yeah. before we get to cam um because Deont- deontay's interesting situation you know um not really right. well i i, I say I that you know last year was contract right Mm-hmm. Um, definitely uh, picked up his game, I think, in terms of his overall attitude when Mason Rudolph was under center. Um, but yet there there are still some hiccups there. I, I you know, um, so is it just simply a matter of he plays it out? Do they do they add on some years to his contract? I mean, where where are we going with him? So I'll run through the numbers, then you guys can talk. Okay. So Deontay is due a $3 million roster bonus on March 20th. He's in the last year of his contract, which has a $15.8 million cap hit, which is the highest on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, we would save $10 million against the cap if he was cut or traded before March 20th when that roster bonus is due. 
So there's no way they're trading him uh, after March 20th. No, if you pay him the $3 million, yeah, you're, you're not, not going to trade right, him. Right, right. Um, uh, I mean, you, you could. But, you eh. could, right, but you've already depending Depending it. on what you get back. I mean, do yeah, you want to yeah. pay $3 million for a draft pick? If you're Art Rooney, probably not. Um, what you want was that the, before. Didn't we see somebody post like a mock draft that that had Deontay Johnson being traded for like a third rounder? I can't remember the scenario, but I was like, "Holy it was shit, dumb as fuck!" Yes. What, 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 what are people doing? Uh, I, I I I don't think they get rid of him. I think he plays next year. I'd so do I, but I don't think uh, they extend him. No, I, do I don't not. either. I don't think they I, extend him, and I I think that after this season he's gone. I and am leaning towards that the, too. Ben. The, the reason being that they don't they don't historically pay more than one receiver and they're going to pay George Pickens. Oof. And if they if they don't pay him right now in their minds they're you know they're thinking well we got Pickens coming up mm-hmm. and he's going to be better so we're going to pay him. Not Deontay. Let's see this will be his third year, right? Yeah. Deontay? No, Pickens. Pickens. He's going into his third. Okay. Pickens' third year. Correct. Right. So Um, after this season, they're going to want to extend him. Well, you know, when you look across the the wide receiver landscape there in Pittsburgh, I mean, I we we all agree Allen Robinson's going to be cut. Um, I I mean, I I think Kelvin Austin three is uh, uh, he's got great speed, but I I mean, I I don't know. Nice returner. Yeah, I, I don't know that he's a guy that I want as my slot guy. Um, I, I mean, think I, maybe. I think I can do better. I, but yeah, maybe. Know, I mean, it was te- technically it was his rookie year this year. Yeah, because he missed his entire first year. So, but I, I mean, I don't know. I, I look, the Steelers always seem to draft a wide receiver. It's it's like yeah. You know. So, still, Dad, you bring that up. Yep. They, real quick about Deontay. Um, I would extend him. I think he's our most oh, consistent boy. wide receiver. Okay. I think he is an elite route runner. Uh, and as I alluded to earlier, um, the only time he's not good is when Kenny Pickett's throwing him the football. <laughs> and hopefully, and hopefully they address that soon. But I would say this: we talk about this all the time about the consistency. And one of the things that Mike Tomlin does so well is win one score games. Uh, Mike Tom Mike Tomlin has bucked the trend for years in these one score games. I'm telling you right now, math is undefeated. You will eventually regress to the means. So that being said, mm-hmm. how many times, how many times is this is this group going and sorry, how many times are the Steelers going mm-hmm. to going to be successful at drafting wide receivers? Um, because this is not the same group as Kevin Colbert's group was. And how many times did Kevin Colbert draft a wide receiver that wasn't that great? Marcus Wheaton was okay. Justin Brown was okay. Sammy Coates Justin was Brown. Justin Brown, 2013 sixth rounder out of Penn State in Oklahoma. Something like that. It anyway, was okay. You're, right. you're correct. Hey, don't, Sa- don't, Sammy Coates good. had more good, good blocks than he did receptions. Sammy Coates had. He, Justin Sammy, Brown was not okay. Marcus Wheaton actually was. Wheaton okay, had fine. some games. Sorry. Okay. But my point is, yeah, anyway. my point is, is that. Uh, Chase Claypool was also 
uh, a home run pick as a rookie, and look what happened. His second year, and now he's well, he's a irre- he's irrelevant. What happened? So, like was his quarterback changed? Not in his second year. Second year, that's true. Eh, it's true. He's still Ben. Okay, but slid. my po- my nevertheless, okay. he's not even in the league. The po- oh, no, he I think he's on the I, he's, in my, he's still in yeah. Dolphins. But the yeah. point is, the point is like forever, like like you you. You tr- you were able to unload Chase Claypool for for Joey Porter Jr. But like, so you're gonna what? You're gonna unload Deontay for a two with no guarantee that whoever you pick is gonna be any good. Like, it's just like I don't know. Deontay's our best wide receiver. He's our best wide receiver we've had probably since AB. And, I, I would like Deontay should as well. Extend him. I, I don't disagree with you. I think they sh- they they should keep him. I don't think they will. Bottom line, Man, I don't think right. they will. So I think I, they'll I let him question. leave. I have a question for you guys, and maybe it's the same thing Ben saying in a different way. Do you think Deontay wants to come back? I mean, I, he's had he's had outbursts in the locker room. May have is, may or may not have punched Mitch Trubisky. Is <laughs> had you know plays that he's taken off. He uh, had he had outbursts this year. Yeah, is, exactly. Is, uh, Do you, do you think like and that's that's kind of that's kind of where I'm at too like maybe he's a candidate for an extension but does he want to stay here or does I, he want to try and go somewhere question. else if you had the opportunity to go play with a significantly better quarterback why wouldn't you so basically if you could play for 29 any other of the teams, other 20 yeah, yeah I knew that was coming well uh, if Mason's a starter I yeah. think you would want to stay That'd be um, only twenty six more teams. Look, he yeah. made he made that clear. He said on his way out of the locker room, "I I want Mason to be the guy." Yep. I mean, it, he's on record. It, everybody knows it. Yep. Um, but you know, uh, man, I, I mean, we I think we talked about it in our Slack channel. I mean, can can you imagine him going to Kansas City? Oh my gosh! I mean, the the, the guy would just be an absolute stud there. Yeah. Hey, if Kansas City offered us the number thirty-two pick for Deontay Johnson, I okay, would. Yeah. Bye. That oh, yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd help him pack. Yeah, I would. The, for the I would too. Absolutely. I Heck, would too. Hey, hey. Let's not forget. Like the Ravens got a first-round pick for Marquise Brown out of the Cardinals. Now, granted, like uh, yeah, here's yeah, the thing, though, Cardinals. Cardinals. right? Like it only takes one, though, right? You know, that's that's the example I always go back to. Like it only takes one team to do something stupid. And maybe the Chiefs probably aren't the stupid team, but the Raiders exist, right? And <laughs> so I'm just saying. Yeah, the Raiders and the Cardinals do exist. That's a good point. It really yeah. is. Marquise Brown is a free agent, by the way. Oh, yeah. Steelers should sign him. And all, all the other free agents, too. Just bring him into camp on a minimum contract. Every George, George brought up a great point in the chat. Oh, I pointed the wrong way. In, in the chat that we need a true slot receiver. Like we can't we, just have a slot receiver that comes in motion and blocks. Like, that's yeah. what I'm saying. I, yes. I would give my kingdom for Eli Rogers again, who could just like get open right. out of the slot and get you a first down. Do you, like, ever, did you ever think you would have said that though? No. Jericho like, Cotchery. That Jericho is the guy. Cotchery. Yes. Yes. Jericho Kotri to come back yep. and and play slot. I'd be like, oh yes, this is fucking great. That dude. Yeah. How many how many touchdowns did he catch out of the slot? Ten. I he think. Had been. Oh man, it was ben ridiculous. Yeah. He oh, was, it's, it's was, second. In, it's second and goal on the three. 
Cotri's about to catch a touchdown. Watch this. Yep, and, there it and is. He was, and he was a great, great professional too. Did yeah, I? You know. I remember. I remember, dude. He the, the was he. Oh God, what a what an amazing person and player. I remember we 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 did we trade for him. No, I think trade? we signed him in free agency. No, it was a free agent. Yeah. It was it was it the lockout year or twenty? Yes, it was. It was a lockout year, twenty eleven. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, I remember. Uh, outside the cafeteria training camp. Um, I was always the low man on the totem pole, but people would be like, Hey, who is that? Who's this? Media would be like, Who's this? Who's that? Who's this? And I remember they were like, Is this the new guy? I was like, Nah, nah, that's I knew it was him though. <laughs> and I remember like <laughs> I like walked down the stairs. I was like, Hey man, I was like, they want to talk to you. I was like, Nice to meet him, Ryan. They want to talk to you. Um, he's like, he's like, Man, I just got here, but I was like, dude, I got you. I was like, eat your food. I was like, go out the other way and you'll get to a golf cart. We'll talk to him after. <laughs> anyway, uh, but oh, dude, he was so great. He, dude, Jericho Cotri, fucking prefer, professionals, professional, pros, pro. What's he doing now? Wouldn't surprise me if he was dude, coaching. So he literally, he just got a head coaching job at, uh, at not a D1 school, but, uh-huh. but I don't, I literally yeah, saw it today. Literally saw it today. Good for him. Good for him. He was uh, at the, he was at the Jets. Jets, Steelers, yep. then Panthers. Yeah, yeah. Um, you, you know, the, the question came up from Burner, and and I'm sure we'll address it throughout the the uh, training or not training camp, but the draft process. But you know, quarterbacks in this draft. Um, we we were all kind of laughing today that we we all hope that JJ McCarthy goes early so that it's not Please even a question. Um, JJ has a wonderful arm. And he can move in the pocket, but Does there's he? times there's times when he goes five six throws where he can't throw it in the ocean. Hey, and there's there's some buzz now that that Rattler might be a first round pick. I I, I mean I, that to me is nuts. I, I, I really like I said I really kind of hope so. Like if he got taken in the top twenty and a, and oh, a yeah. good player a yeah. good player was pushed down pushed down that, to us. Yep. I am all for it, all for it. I I mean. I, I just can't see now Rattler when he came to Oklahoma. I, I mean, there was a lot of talk that this was a guy that you know potentially could be a first round pick, but he he just regressed. I mean, he, and he didn't do that well. He ended up in South Carolina, but as Ian pointed out, he is he's like a Jay Cutler. I mean, one game he throws five TDs and four hundred yards, and the next week he throws three picks and seventy two yards. You know, so I, I don't know. I, I'd be real cautious about him. Rattler's um, also small. Um, he is. He is. He's. He's, well, he's on the smaller like, side. He's not as small as as Kyler, but no, 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 not as small as Kyler. No, I watched some of big Pratt. Guy. Pratt from Tulane. I think he's like he. He reminds me a lot of Kenny Pickett, actually. So, yeah. like, I don't know if I would, I would take him. Um, the guy that intrigues me, which I know Mark's going to have conniptions over, is Milton from Tennessee. That. Like, cause I, I know he was like, just sucked at Michigan, but like, he's big, he's got an arm and he's oh got legs, but yeah. like, so he's got the raw, he, he's got like the raw traits, but he has no refinement or skill. No, to the game it, at all. And if he was there in the sixth or seventh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't hate it. Yeah. I, I mean, he, you cannot teach the athletic skills that he has in terms of his feet and his arm. 
I mean, the, the guy can literally flick it on a dime 50 yards without even thinking about it. I mean, it's unreal to watch him throw. Um, but that said, yeah, I don't want to invest too much in him. No, no, I, I would not use a day one or two pick on him. No, I'm saying like no. day three, if it's fourth or fifth round yep. and he's there, like fifth round, fifth round yeah. for Milton. Yeah. Like I, I wouldn't hate Milton in the fifth <laughs> is what I'm saying. Yeah, I that that's the absolute earliest I could handle it, depending on what we did before that. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, did we have who else do we want to talk about roster wise? Cam, Cam. Yeah, let's talk yeah, Cam. sure. Yeah, uh, we kind of got know, off on a tangent there. That's okay. Quarterbacks. Uh, <laughs> it's the season. That, that never happens in this show. That never happens in this show ever. Uh, by the way, Aaron said he got blocked on Twitter for saying JJ McCarthy would make him sick. Yeah, well, you know what, Aaron? I mean, he made you sick for the last two straight years. So what else is new? Um, and <laughs> in, in any case, uh, Cam Hayward is entering the final year. What is he? Twenty-two million? Is that what he's yeah. going to count? 22 million cap hit, 16 million in base salary. They 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 gotta add some of those void years, right? So yep. I mean here's here's the solution. I I'll just throw it out there. Yeah. Is we all know what's gonna happen. Yeah. You you give them an extension, like make it three years. Three three sure. years total. This year plus two more. Three? Oh, okay. The, so a two year, year extension. Two year extension. Make the 16 million the signing bonus. So he gets that all up front. Then his base salary this year is like a million and change. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then give him just some numbers the next two years. And if he plays fine, if he retires fine, but like uh, then now granted the only time they've ever done void years was the COVID year in 2021 where the cap went down and they didn't expect it. And they were trying to get one more run with Ben and all that. Right. They haven't done void years since then. They could do some void years with him, but like I think you just give him a two year extension, give him some numbers, give him like say ten million a year in base salary the, the two following years. Maybe you give him like a roster bonus if he's still on the roster or something to kind of be like, Hey, you gonna retire or you gonna still be here? So, something like that. But you can you can finagle it where basically his sixteen million dollar base this year spread that out over a few years but give him the cash up front it's I, it's pretty easy i my gut feeling is this is his last year i think so i i really do i think the walter payton award winning i i, I think was was kind of the final thing for him he, he finally did it he's, it was well deserved as we all know and he he's definitely putting himself in position much like ryan clark did to to, to get into tv afterwards or some form of the media it just feels like this is going to be his last year. That's the other, me. the other option. Sorry. I'm talking a lot. The, the right. other option that they have is they could do what they did with Lawrence Timmons and just let him play out the final year of his contract Yeah, and just eat the whole cap hit this year yeah. and just kind of see what happens next year. That if he wants to play another year, then maybe you do like a one year deal with them next year and, don't really worry about the cap as much, but I mean, you, you could you, spread you it out with that. an extension, yeah. but yeah, yeah. You, you do that by, by restructuring, uh, TJ's contract. A bit, yeah. Yeah. But you're going to have to redo next year anyway. Yeah. Yeah. TJ, TJ is going to get a big extension next year too. A monster oh, yeah. extension because yeah. San Francisco overpaid Bosa. 
Yeah, they Fucker. paid Bosa twenty percent more than the, like the next highest guy. This, yeah. the and we talked about this on the show, but the Joey Bosa contract was the edge rusher equivalent of like what the Joe Flacco contract was for quarterbacks. It well, just fucked up the whole market. Okay, but what but what he what they were doing was they they compared his contract to the the uh, L.A. contract for um, what's his Aaron fuck? Donald? Aaron, Aaron Donald. Yeah, they, he wanted to be the highest paid defender in the league and so they went okay that's fine 32 million and he went okay cool three-year deal and they went no five-year deal and then it, you know four-year deal okay they came back to a five-year deal right. they had to give him 34 million per to make it a five-year deal because as far as he was concerned in three or four years 34 million wasn't going to be close to being the highest paid defender and he wanted to be the highest paid defender so yeah, there yeah. you have it. And TJ's agent, if he's worth his salt, is going to do the same thing. He's going to go. I want more money mm-hmm. than Bosa got, and I want more guaranteed money than Bosa got. My guy is the best defender in the league. You know. And, uh, yeah, yeah. The, 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 this comment that Burner's got up here, you know. People saying Pickett would be fine, you know, just as good as Purdy if he played in San Francisco. Here's the difference. Pickett doesn't throw guys open and he doesn't anticipate. Nearly as well as Purdy. He doesn't throw with any anticipation. No, no. This is the thing. Those are massive differences to me. This is what we were talking about a year ago. the, the, The biggest opportunity that Kenny has is to throw with more anticipation. And he still isn't doing it. You know. And then again, Mason didn't used to do that either. So, well, you uh, never know. So well, you never so know. What, in so, seven years, Kenny might be doing that. So yeah. So it. So so one day, Kenny Pickett might be as good as Mason Rudolph. That's fucking great. Like, um, the, that, no, that's it, that right there. Say it again. That's the quote of the night. Yeah. Can, one day, Kenny Pickett might be as good as Mason Rudolph. But no. Everybody, you know, everybody that says that about Pickett compared to Purdy, Purdy led the league this year in eight major quarterback categories. I know. I know. When Kenny leads the fucking league in any category, because right. I'll tell you this. So if, if you know, come on, come closer to the camera. Um, <laughs> do you know, you know, who had, you know, who ah! had, you know, who had just as many uh, game winning drives as Kenny Pickett did this year? Gardner Minshew, uh, Russell Wilson, okay, uh, Zach Wilson, and Sweet. Desmond Ritter. Do Sweet. we think any of them are wonderful? Okay, no, let's talk about don't. the whole game-winning drive thing right now in Pittsburgh. It's a thing in Pittsburgh because there are so many opportunities right. for game-winning drives because Pittsburgh plays in so many close games, which is one yes. of the reasons I don't want Justin fucking Fields. Have you seen his fourth-quarter numbers? They are terrible. Terrible. He is he's last in the league in just about every every measurable stat there is. The guy when the bullets fly sucks. I'll stop there. Uh, yeah. But yeah, just yeah. You know, uh, back to the, 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 the Shanahan uh uh Purdy thing. I, I am insanely jealous of the 49ers offense because well, one, they have Christian McCaffrey, and they have a, a really good offensive line. So mm-hmm. you've got mm-hmm. a really good run game as a result. But Shanahan schemes his receivers open. 
And and in doing so, he creates easy throwing lanes by NFL standards. He creates easy throwing lanes for a guy like Purdy, who I'll, I'll be frank, is not the most talented guy no. at that position. He might not be a top 10 quarterback, no. but he's going to throw up amazing stats because he plays in that offense and he understands it up here cerebrally. Mm-hmm. He understands mm-hmm. all of that. And that's where he's excelling. And I, I, I'm insanely jealous that they have that offense and we don't. Yeah. You so second it. Would would Kenny Pickett be better in in San Francisco? Yes, yes, he would. Mm-hmm. Would he be as good as Purdy is? I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't think people give Purdy enough credit for how smart he is. And I'll stop there. I, I yeah, I, I agree. Um I, can I, I say I, one thing? Yes, go right, go right. No ahead. way, man. Sweet. Um I have to say I was completely wrong on Brock Purdy. I am on the record on the show of saying I wanted nothing to do with him because if you go on YouTube and look for Brock Purdy, like college bloopers or college interceptions, he had some of the worst college tape out there where like he was being sacked and just like threw the ball up in the air or like threw the ball behind him to a lineman and like just some of the dumbest college plays you've ever seen and i was like i want nothing to do with this guy and he has completely proved me wrong in the nfl so i was i was absolutely wrong on brock purdy and i'm willing to take that l because i was just so i I mean wrong yeah his senior year at iowa state he regressed he had some of the dumbest, most yeah, hilarious. I, I, I'm, I'm with you, and I didn't think that this was possible. What, what, what he's been doing, but um, I, I want to talk real briefly about the combine, um, and we'll, we'll kind of go over it much more. <laughs> you guys next in the week. chatter, insane. By the way, like, uh, yeah, oh, I know Zach Gentry comments. <laughs> yeah. uh, but uh, uh, I fell in <laughs> we, love we today. Love you guys. I don't know about you. If you guys saw any of the defensive linemen today, I, I fell in love a couple of times. Uh, the the Murphy kid out of out of uh, Texas, a, a man that's three hundred and forty pounds just should not move the way that that guy does. It's just insane. And then the Florida State kid Fisk or Fisky, I'm not sure how he pronounces his name. Uh, it, it is insane the way these big people move. And I know we probably say that every single year, but either one of them, I would be just fine in the black and gold. Um, being on our defensive line because we do need some help there, but th- that's really the only comment I had about it. Um, they'll they'll get uh, they'll get rolling with um, I think DBs are tomorrow on the field, um, but uh, you know the the combine is what it is. It's a meat market. Um, guys getting prodded and poked and everything else, and um, so I, it, it, what's going on here? Everybody's dropping like flies. Ian, apparently it's me and you left. So it, it is. Oh, well, and remember, StreamYard updated so like people can just stop their camera and then they drop off the screen. You don't get like you're, the you're logo right anymore. You're right. So yeah, I think they're still on, but apparently Ryan had to pee again. Yeah, well, so. he's 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 apparently getting ready for Casey Kasem. Oh, um, that's true. There, there yeah. were some. Yeah, there were some. Defensive linemen that put oh. up some real good numbers. Some edge rushers. The the guys from Penn State, like. I mean, I live in Pennsylvania. I see right. a lot of Penn State games. Right. You know, Penn State 
under James Franklin has always been like a good but not great team that it's like okay well they lose to like, Ohio State and Michigan every well, year yeah, that's it's, it it's like yeah. they're they're like top 15 but they can't beat a top 10 team right yeah they, they beat the teams they're supposed to beat but they can't beat anyone that's better than them so eh, you know it is what it is but these guys that at Penn State come out yeah. in the combine and put out these insane numbers year after year after year so like the the strength and conditioning program at Penn State must be outstanding or the other thing is let's not forget you know all these guys now coming out in the draft have private trainers have all these other stuff True. that specifically train them on how to run these drills that they run at the yes. combine whereas True. you know 10 15 20 years ago the guys at the combine they're just showing up and running the 40 right like maybe a yeah. couple of them had personal trainers and were practicing it but like now there's a whole like okay how do you crouch before you you push off how do you get that burst for the first 10 yards how do you you know what's your what's your running form like and and you get D linemen running like oh, 4. It, it, 40s, which is just insane for a well, 300 pound it, as, as jamie pointed out pork uh, or not pork, but Chop Robinson today, a four four nine. Yeah, he's an edge rusher. Yeah, I mean that yeah. used it, to be the the bar for wide receivers. Yeah, you know, I mean you it's know, just insane. And I'll say this because I've heard it so many times in that building: what you run in underwear is not yeah. what you run in pads and a helmet. But like, no, you're not wrong. The, you know, we always talk about bigger, faster, stronger. Yeah. These dudes now are freaks, but I will say that one thing about the combine that I've that you know Marvin Harrison Jr. is not going to be there. Yeah. Um, Caleb Williams, um, he's there, but he's not Here, throwing. But I don't think he's performing. He's not doing yeah. medical tests, yeah, or so, whatever. Uh, you know, is this nil stuff expands? I really do think that the combine will not be as important as it once was. You know, Khan got that question today. I, I don't know who it was that asked it. I couldn't yeah. quite hear their voice, but somebody asked him about the impact of NIL, and he he basically just talked about the fact that we just like guys who play a lot of football. You know, I I, I mean, he wasn't going to go into depth in it, and nor the, nor should the, he have. But it was a good the answer. The greatest value. Did you see at the combine? Oh, go ahead, Ben. The greatest value at the combine has always been the medicals, though. Anyway, it isn't necessarily the testing. Because they've already watched a ton of film. And right. The, guy the medicals tests, and the one-on-ones. Yeah. yeah. If a guy yeah. tests really, really well at the at the combine, they'll go back and watch film and look for things mm-hmm. that they may not have seen before. But the way the guy plays is still gonna is still going to be a yeah. bigger factor than the way he tests at the combine. Yeah, medicals and one-on-ones. Exactly. You're you're yeah. you're dead on, Mark. It's like the, the interview process and the medicals. That's the value. We, uh, like I said, we'll we'll dive a lot deeper into the combine next week. Um, is is Casey Kasem uh, in the bullpen? Oh, sorry. Before Ryan starts, oh yeah. yeah. Did you guys see the um, the quotes from the Vikings general manager about the combine? the The one that stood out to me was they asked him about like how you know these guys at the combine are not at their athletic peak right a lot of them are 20 21 years old 22 years old they still have room to grow into their grown men bodies right Mm -hmm. and and he said you know there's there's not a lot of 25 well yeah uh, and playing quarterback right but (laughs) but he, he he had a really good quote basically saying you know 
there's not a lot of data on trends of how people athletically progress, but we kind of have to try and project, you know, okay, this guy's like this now, but if he's a 21 year old doing this, where can he get to when he's 25, 26, 27, that guys are going to grow into their bodies. They're going to grow into their frames. They're going to be able to add strength. So, you know, what you run in your 40 in the combine Mm -hmm. isn't necessarily how you're going to play in the NFL, but also some of the other things there's room to grow into too. So that's kind of the, there's an art and a science to it, right? It's not all just draft athletic freaks and you flourish so that it's like, okay, well you got to kind of figure out like, is this guy at his physical peak or does he have room to kind of grow? And we talked a lot about that with Broderick Jones last year that we felt like as a young guy and just kind of looking at his frame like he was really big on top and really lean on the bottom that was like he's got some room to add some ball oh, yeah here. but he was 21 years old so we we're like hey he's got time too yeah. right yeah yep nope i think those are excellent points these these guys are still uh growing which is incredibly hard to believe <laughs> yeah uh ladies and gentlemen it is now time for the late great mr casey Kasem. Yeah, Casey Cust, Cust, American Top 40. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the week that was February 29, 1973. Our favorite correspondent, Ryan, is back again with us this week, and he writes, Dear Casey, Mr. Weidel, two C's, two D's, and an F. That's a 1.2 grade average. Congratulations, Weidel. You're at the top of the Steelers' pledge class. Mr. Khan, 0.2. Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, son. Mr. Tomlin, president of the non-losing season's house, 1.6. 1A and zero playoff wins since 2017. A fine example you set. Kenneth Shane Pickett has no grade point average. (laughs) All courses incomplete. Mr. Rooney, 0.2. Point zero. <laughs> Casey, that's of course a parody of National Lampoon's Animal House. And before you get any ideas, Casey, no, I don't want you to, I don't want to show you my cucumber. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't even say that. But is it sensual or sensuous? Yeah, I, I but but I am Russ Chairman and damn glad to meet you. Casey. <laughs> I'm sure you heard about the Steelers report card by now. Of course, there was a group of Steelers fans trying to defend the grades, and in the process, they looked more desperate than a divorced mother of three at a Kid Rock concert. (laughs) Casey? Casey, as you know, I'm an old soul, but even I can't tell a football player who spends countless hours in the facility the majority of the year that he can't ask for a better locker room, weight room, or training room. And yes, Casey, I'm well aware that the Steelers of the 70s didn't have the best accommodations. But then again, they didn't even have electricity back then. But they did have cocaine and steroids. Speaking of cocaine and steroids... (laughs) Speaking of cocaine and steroids, if Pickett was on those, then I could finally get behind him. At least he'd show us something. Whether that whether that be a weekend bender at Tequila Cowboy, 
or a road rage incident on the Parkway East where he choke slammed a grandmother through her Prius windshield. <laughs> <laughs> Casey, earlier today, Steelers general manager Omar Khan became the third team official to say that they want Mason Rudolph back. I think we all knew it was going to be Kenny versus Mason, but it doesn't take this away the sting. Because if Mason does come back, you know he won't be given a fair shot. They'll give it to Mr. Tiny Hands himself in the hopes that he'll somehow turn it around. I guess we'll do it again. Well, Ryan, keep your feet on the ground and keep reaching for the stars. Down eight spots this week to number 14. Here's Steely Dan oh, off their album Can't Buy a Thrill. Here's Do It Again. Fantastic. Okay, we th- that might be the line of the year. I hate the worst Steely mother Dan. of three and a kid. That rock was concert. fantastic. <laughs> that was... Wow. Uh, and Ben, did you just say you hate Steely Dan? I do. Come on. Not quite. I mean, yeah. I I don't hate him. I do oh. hate him more than sticks. I do hate him more than sticks. Yeah. Really, more than sticks? Because you hate. Yeah. Sticks. I don't like sticks either. Yeah, Steely Dan's annoying. Uh, okay. Uh, well. uh, thanks so much to our usuals that jumped on. You spent an hour and a half with us tonight. The you guys usuals. are amazing. I don't know how you do it. Uh, and thanks Steely, to everybody Steely else. Steely Dan is, is no carbon leaf. Let's just put it that way. Carbon leaf is awesome. Hey, carbon leaf uh, sucks. Who's you carbon ever leaf? Yeah, what the hell's carbon leaf? Carbon leaf is a, like... Irish folk rock band that is oh, like, see told you they suck that is that is energy efficient <laughs> yeah. they're like uh, it's like flogging Molly without the electric guitars it's it's like Molly. flogging Molly without the fun or the alcohol oh well oh no there's plenty of alcohol it's just like that <laughs> uh we need to do an overtime one of these days apparently. we do yes Let's talk about bands yeah uh anyway thanks everybody it has been another great show thank you to everybody who's been in the chat thanks to those who watch and listen on their own time we really really appreciate it make sure you subscribe uh to the youtube channel that would be very appreciated as well and of course check out the website steelcityblitz.com all right we are getting out of here and as always thank you for listening to the scb steelers podcast presented by deck roofing incorporated of south florida and hey go steelers ravens suck yes they do no they don't (laughs) well (laughs) 